I want to tell you about real estate agents I trust. If you're entering the real estate market right now, it's either as either a buyer or seller. It could be really, really good or really, really bad for you. Don't roll the dice. Make sure you have somebody really good, somebody with experience, somebody who has a track record of being one of the best sellers uh, of real estate in your area, somebody who knows how to promote the uh, their website so people come and see it. They have buyers already standing by. There are several things that you probably don't even think about when you're in when you're you know asking for a real estate agent to come on over. Yeah, if you have a good agent too, it's something that you can take advantage of in the times when you're not buying and selling too. Like yes. when you have like a repair you need, they have all the contacts. Yeah. So it definitely helps. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. We've done all the vetting for you. The first line, you have to, you know, vet them yourselves. But these are the people we believe in. They're all over the country. We'll find the one near you in your area that is in our opinion the best it's realestateagentsitrust.com it's free service to you realestateagentsitrust.com from John Solomon today. A new frontier in cancel culture is looming on the horizon. Banking and financial service firms can ban conservative customers and others from industries targeted by the left. The targets appear to include Republican members of Congress who voted to challenge the 2020 election results. Additional possible targeted industries range from fossil fuels, firearms to for-profit colleges and payday lenders it is getting very serious in america we're going to give you some things that i want you to do today and show you how to deal with things we begin in 60 seconds the glenn beck program Every time that you get online with your computer, your phone, or other device, uh, there should be a little video that pops up, you know, Clint Eastwood pointing a gun at you. Do you feel lucky, punk? Because you are rolling the dice with all of your information if you're not safeguarded against cyber criminals and all the stuff they can do to steal your information and your identity. You, can't, you have to have more than just luck. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put our information at risk on the Internet and cyber criminals just keep finding new ways to steal identities. You need somebody who is a watchdog that will at least bark when something seems wrong or they hear a knock on the door or a twig break outside the window. That's what LifeLock does. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com, promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com, use the promo code BECK and save 25%.
tonight I have a Wednesday night special we'll tell you about here in uh, just a second. And next week we are going into the financial sector, something we've been working on for weeks, something I've been warning you about for the last couple of years at least. Uh, there are big, big, big changes that are being made right now uh, at the national bank level. Uh, all of the the big banks are changing things. Uh, and they are clearing a runway to be able to cancel anyone that uh, needs to be canceled. Uh, yesterday, Representative Ted Budd, he's a member of the House Financial Services Committee, warned that uh, the cancel culture is coming now through the banking and financial services firms. We told you this. This is part of the Great Reset, but it is now coming a net is being laid, and you need to understand this. Right now, they are targeting, it seems, the members of Congress who voted to challenge the 2020 election uh, results, uh, just as you know, Democrats did in 2001, 2005, and 2017. But apparently, you can't do that uh, anymore. Um. So now the banks are saying that we have the right to cancel doing any kind of services for these people. So I want you to understand what banking services mean. It's not just that you can keep your cash under your mattress. It, it means that you can't go and have a savings account, a checking account. Um, you can't. Uh, start a business online and have anybody do PayPal. You can't have a credit card account. Um, you, if you have a business and you take credit cards, they'll no longer service your business. You are cut off. PayPal is now starting to look into these things as well. PayPal is now thinking about cutting people off that are being canceled. Uh, a firm, a company that uh, extends installment loans for customers to use at the uh, point of sale, you know, you get a three easy payments. They have just dropped um, my pillow. So if you were going to buy something from my pillow and you wanted to spread it out, now this financial service firm is saying we're not going to do business with my pillow and Mike Lindell. When we ask you to become a member of the Blaze, we use financial services. We don't have your credit card number. We don't keep your credit card number. We don't want your credit card number. That goes through a firm, a banking services firm. And they charge your card. We don't have anything to do with that. They charge your card and keep everything secure. And we're not unique in that way. I mean, no, that's no, no. How everybody is. operates. Everything yeah. you buy online is like that. Everybody does that. Maybe, maybe Amazon is big enough to have right. their own stuff, but mm -hmm. but in Apple, but we're not. Everyone uses third party. Correct. For that. Every and restaurant, everybody uses that stuff. That's good. You know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's for safety. Separation. Yeah. Right. It's good. You don't want people having that. But once the financial services say we're not taking credit cards, we're out of business. This is 
extra constitutional. This is not coming through the government. This is coming from private businesses who have a right to do whatever it is they choose to do. You are going to be isolated. I just told Stu, if you have any money, uh, you should have a trust fund uh, with the ability to, uh, what did I say, migrate clauses, Um, a migration clause in it. And you should do it right now. That means that if you don't have services with the bank, your trust fund could still have services with the bank. You're not tied to that. And the migration clauses mean you can move it out of the country if, you know, it's 1939. If you have a, um, a trust fund, do you have to wear a pastel sweater around your neck? Yeah, you do. You have to. Yeah, your children okay. are forced to go to Ivy League schools. <laughs> really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, they're absolutely. all really good at tennis or lacrosse. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Strangely. Weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah. 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 Um, and I don't even know if that will work, but I'm telling you now, these times are coming. We uh, are doing everything that we can to make sure that our voice is not silenced. But it the things that we're now having to do are extraordinarily expensive. Uh, And we are uh, we're asking for your support. This is the last week of the 30, 30 percent off for the Blaze TV. Join us at Blaze TV dot com slash uh, is it Glenn? I think, uh, yeah, slash Glenn. You'll save 30% now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 30%. We must stay in contact. The one thing that we do keep is your internet address. Your, not your ISP, but your, uh, uh, your, your uh, email? email address. We do have access to that. So if everything is, is pulled from us, and we can still have email access, we can still be in touch, and we will. And I will tell you now, even if it is under a tree in some field somewhere, I will be speaking. I don't care what they take. They will not take my belief in the goodness of the American people, in the decency of the American people, and in the decency of America when it is allowed to be run by the American people. The problem is now we are moving to an oligarchy. We are moving to a place to where these giant corporations can do whatever they want. Uh, it's called a, uh, a choke point. It's actually a Barack Obama idea. Uh, and uh, it was choke them off at the banks, choke everybody off. And uh, we're going to expose that next next week on Wednesday night's program. Please understand what is happening now for those who say the cancel culture is not happening. And I I I wondered whether or not I should even share this with you um, because I Uh, you'll understand at the end of this, I just want you to listen to this uh, letter that I received last night. uh, And then I want you to listen to my response. 
before you feel anything. Uh, as I've said before on the air, just a little bit, uh, that I had my first art show, uh, it was going to happen um, this summer. And I've been preparing for it. I've been painting like a madman. Uh, you know, I just finished life-size portraits of the Lone Ranger and Tonto. I'm going to do an art show called uh, American Myths, Legends, and Lies. And uh, so I'm painting for all of these things. And uh, I found an art gallery last fall, and it's not easy for Glenn Beck to find an art gallery. And this art gallery said, no, I'm very liberal. And, uh, you know, this has got to be a vanity project. I can't believe he's any good at it. Uh, and the person that was knew this other person said, uh, no, listen, let me send you some of his art. You will be blown away. So they sent and the person called me up and said, uh, well, I'm in a I'm in a tough space because I saw your art and you're good and I would carry you if it wasn't you and I don't want to be that person. So I'm going to carry you. And so we planned on an art show this uh, this summer. And then I got a note last night that said, I wrote you on January 11th and I haven't heard back, which I expected, but I wanted to make sure you got this email. Well, I, you know, it was lost in a deluge of emails. And so I hadn't seen it until last night. There's a few things going on. Yeah. Uh, following. So this is this is what was uh, written. Glenn, I hope this note finds you happy and healthy. Upon consideration, I've decided that I would like you to remove my gallery from consideration for the tentatively scheduled summer <laughs> art show. I thought it was already scheduled. Well, no, it wasn't scheduled on the date, but we had an agreement on mm. everything. Yeah. Mm. Recent national news events have caused me to reflect on our affiliation as well as my conscience. This gallery is no longer the right venue for your event. I owe you an apology because I said I wouldn't back out on you. I told her, I said, You're, you know, this is going to this flake. is going to happen. You're yeah. going to freak out mm-hmm. by all the pressures, et cetera, et cetera. But my commitment was made without knowledge of the painful events that lie ahead. But nonetheless, I'm sorry. Sorry to change course on you. What painful events lie ahead? Now, this person was freaked out by January 6th, as, as the follow-up letter said. You know, the, the events of January 6th uh, made me uh, send you this letter. Was that you? You did the January 6th yeah, thing? No, I didn't uh-uh. realize. I don't remember no. you. You were here, I thought. Stop. Uh, Glenn, you are a good artist, and I wish you well. As a courtesy, I'd recommend you consider approaching so-and-so, who owns several galleries at such and such, uh, he's a hardworking gallerist who's outspoken in his support of conservative values. You can reach him through one of your uh, from one of his galleries. Feel free to mention my name. I'm happy to also set up an online introduction. Many gallerists will be thankful for the opportunity to receive well done art, a likelihood of good profit and the public exposure for their business. Uh, best regards. So I wrote I wrote this individual back. And this is why I want you, this is why I'm reading this, because I want you to hear my response. 
how do you think I responded? Because I know what I felt when I wrote it. What did I do? And why am I sharing this with you? 60 seconds. <sighs> okay. Um, relief factor. Drew lives in Texas. He was in a uh, pretty substantial accident when he was in his 40s, left him with horrible pain throughout his body. And for a long time, he tried to find something that would combat the pain and everything he tried didn't work or didn't work for long. Boy, have I been there. Then he heard about relief factor. And like most people, he was skeptical, seemed like a lot of mumbo jumbo to him. See, for me, it was like, it's all natural. Oh, that's not going to work. <laughs> Have some tree bark. OK, uh, he gave it a shot. Within three weeks, he started seeing the results. And by the end of the trial period, he was already nearly out of pain. These days, he walks around pain free all the time. He got his life back by using relief factor. And so did I. You can get your life back as well. Try it. 70% of the people who try the just the trial period of three weeks, that's when you're really going to start to see, is this going to affect me at all? The people who try three weeks go on to more order month after month after month. 70%. Are you in that 70%? It is worth finding out. Relief Factor. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and you can find it at relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. 800-583-84. 10 seconds, station ID. So when I, when I read this, uh, this uh, letter that had been sent to me, um, I was really upset because I was just as horrified and maybe more so at what was happening at the Capitol January 6th. I watched that unfold and it was a dark and frightening and embarrassing time in our country. It is not the way we react. And I knew what it would cause. When I'm watching it, I knew. I've been preaching against violence for 15 years. Longer than that. After September 11th. I've been preaching about nonviolence like nobody else on, in, in any medium in America. So for me to be canceled because of something that happened January 6th really bothered me. But here's how I responded. Dear so-and-so, I cannot tell you how saddened I am to hear this news. I truly understand your concern, but please know that I and my audience were just as horrified at the events of January 6th as you were. At a time when it seems good people on both sides can no longer even talk with one another. I was hoping this show would be a bright example of people with wildly different views that understand and strive for a world where common decency is again the coin of the realm. I probably will not go through a gallery at all now as being represented by a conservative uh, gallery does not really excite or challenge me or anyone involved. 
I was deeply offended years ago by Piss Christ. That's the art project of the uh, crucifix in a jar of urine. But I have enough artist in me, and as a classical liberal, I think art should push people at times. If people complained, they were thinking. If people bullied, they exposed themselves for who they were, and the art world could move on. We should always strive to make people think, explore, and see things differently. That's what I hoped we could accomplish this summer. That's not exactly done with a conservative at a conservative gallery. Unfortunately, as I said last fall, I know what is said about me and the heat anyone who is left of me will receive when they attempt to show any uniting principles. But our country on both sides, it seems, demands political purity. It's wrong and deadly, no matter which side is pitching. We must again learn that just because we associate with one another, it doesn't mean we endorse everything the other believes. I'm ashamed of my fellow countrymen for their paint, painting of liberals, all of them as Stalinists and conservatives as skinheaded Nazis. Know that both of these stereotypes do exist. But Americans used to know that the average liberal and the average conservative is neither of those things. And we could unite on the principles that most of us agree on, the freedoms that are spelled out in our Bill of Rights. I do appreciate your consideration, honestly and sadly, however, I am not surprised. All my best, sincerely, and I hope someday to be able to meet and spend enough time together so you will see when it comes to principles, we have much in common and urgent reasons to stand together. We must be beyond anger. Our responses will do nothing but uh, paint us in a corner or set us free. We must change the hearts of people and speak to good, decent people, which I think this person is. Coming from their point of view, showing them that you don't know who we are. We are indeed just like you. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> There's a little resort on the island of Maui. And oh, it's gorgeous. Palm trees swaying. Uh, the flowers gently parachuting through the warm air and passing by your nose with a pleasant aroma. I mean, it is great. You could hear the far off sound of waves crashing against the stand. And there's a poster of that resort that's going to be hanging on the door of the resort where you were going to be staying during your timeshare experience. Actually, the poster uh, is sort of is the door since uh, there sort of isn't a real one ever since, uh, you know, Big Jeff crashed through it in a drunken brawl. But hey, that poster, it is beautiful. Really, it's beautiful. Someday you'll be able to use that uh, timeshare thing, especially after COVID. You know, once we get cleared, then you're going to, wow. 100% guaranteed exit of your timeshare with timeshareterminationteam.com. Check them out. 100% guaranteed exit and 20% off when you terminate your timeshare if you use the word Glenn. Call them now, 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT, timeshareterminationteam.com.
And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Uh, last week for the 30, buck, uh, 30 bucks off offer at uh, Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Matt Taibbi uh, is a journalist who has written for Rolling Stone. Uh, he's kind of a Glenn Greenwald kind of guy, a guy that I don't agree with, you know, very often. Um, but he seems to be a classic liberal um, and in some regards. Would you agree with that? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I don't know how I would. I mean, he's he's I've always thought of him on the left. And every once in a while, he writes things that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like absolutely like he's right on that. And he's so he and he, like Glenn Greenwald has been pretty active in smacking down the sort of cancel culture Correct. woke wing of the Democratic movement these days. Two and a half years ago, he writes, when Alex Jones of InfoWars was kicked off a series of tech platforms in a clearly coordinated decision, I knew this was not going to be an isolated thing. Given that people like Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy said on the ouster of Jones, it was just a good first step. It seemed obvious the tactic was not going to be confined to a few actors. But corporate media critics insisted the precedent would not be applied more broadly. Uh, CNN's uh, so-and-so said, I don't think that we're going to be seeing big tech take action against Fox News anytime soon. <laughs> uh, well, that guy was wrong. Just a few years ago, a few years later, calls to ban Fox are not only common, they're intensifying with media voices from CNN to MSNBC and former Media Matters critic. Uh, to the Washington Post columnists, yada, yada, all on board. The movement crested this week with a letter from California House Democrats, Anna Eshoo and Jerry McNerney, written to the CEOs of cable providers like Comcast, AT&T, Verizon, Cox, and Dish. They demanded to know if these pro uh, providers are planning to, con to continue to carry Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN. I want to read... Point number seven from this congressional letter. Are you planning to continue carrying Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN on UVerse, DirecTV, and AT&T TV, both now and beyond any hmm. contract renewal date? Have you or have you ever been a member of a company that is carrying OAN? If so, why? Hmm. This is terrifying should it should chill every journalist to the bone uh this sequence of events is ominous because a similar match set of hearings and interrogations back in 2017 when senators like uh, Maisie rono and judiciary committee hearing demanded that platforms like google and facebook come up with a mission statement to prevent the foment of discord accelerated the content moderation movement that we now see on platforms. Uh, sequences like this, the government requests of speech re reduction made to companies subject to f federal regulation, make the content moderation decisions of private firms a serious First Amendment issue. These things are happening. This is not a figment of anyone's imagination. This is coming. And uh, we just 
have to be prepared and quite honestly please read martin luther king why are those troops still in washington because they want you to react violently they need you to react violently it is tucker carlson talked about it i think it was last night or the night before uh, where he was saying, look, you couldn't write this script better. You couldn't be more um, inflammatory than what Congress and the left is doing right now. The, the steps they're taking is fomenting real deep feelings in, a, in half the country. They need you to be violent. Because that way they can come in and they can take arms. They can stop banking. They can become dictators. And it is, you know, it was one thing to say uh, Barack Obama was, you know, he wanted to be a dictator. And there's another thing to say, or Donald Trump, he wanted to be a dictator. And it's a completely other thing to say they are taking the steps to ensure an authoritarian regime. And that is happening now. Steps are being taken to silence those who disagree, who are not in lockstep. And it's not just being taken by the government. It's being taken by large firms as well. I'm going to give you one more piece of news quickly. Um, Amazon has decided that it's going to quietly end sales of books that it labels hate speech. Guys, this is book burning. When we had physical stores, they would have to go take the books off the shelf and destroy them. Now, you just digitally remove them. And it's like it never happened. If they were actually dumping these books, if they were actually destroying or burning these books, you would have the image in your mind. Remember, we live in a time no longer of words. We live in a time of images. There was a guy who set himself on fire in Tunisia Months before the other guy did that is credited in a way of starting the um, the Tunisian riots, which led to the Arab Spring. Another guy had done that same exact reasons. He was also a pushcart vendor. Why one and not the other? Because there was no images of him setting himself on fire. It's the image Images have real power. Why is it we can we are not all up in arms with our local school boards and our teachers and the teachers unions just based on the number of suicides that we've had from kids? You don't ever see those pictures. You don't ever hear those stories. MSNBC right now is running almost as a backdrop. Look at they're doing it right now. Of the January 6th attack on the Capitol. 
Okay, they're running those pictures almost 24 seven. They're running that videotape because they know that's what their audience wants. And they are trying to stir their audience into hatred. That's what's happening. You know what you're not seeing? You're not seeing pictures of the kids who have died. You know, Emmett Till, his mother was really, really smart. Emmett Till, if you don't know who Emmett Till was, look him up today. And you're going to see, when you look him up, you're going to see a picture of him in his coffin. Horribly, horribly disfigured. He was a black man who was in the South, but he was from Chicago. He was killed, brutally killed. When he was returned to his mother in Chicago in the coffin, she insisted on having an open coffin because she said she wanted everyone to see what they had done to her boy. And she was right. We know Emmett Till's name because once you see that picture, you can't unsee it. And it stirred people into action. Where are the pictures on TV of people who have lost their jobs? Why did We Are the World and Michael Jackson and all these people, why did that happen? Why did that happen? For Ethiopia, Ethiopia is probably starving still today. I don't even know. Why all of a sudden? Because we, if you lived at that time, you'll never forget the news reports of these terribly malnourished children with the bloated stomachs sitting just dying for just any rice. You'll never forget those pictures. You are being fed pictures of hatred. You are not seeing the pictures of suffering. Right now, millions of Americans are suffering. Are they showing the pictures of those people in Texas that are suffering, that lost everything, that, that didn't have any power? How about the people who froze to death here in Texas? You're not seeing those. What you are seeing are pictures of of Ted Cruz leaving the state to keep his family warm. Hmm. I'm going to give you some things that I need you to do because you are going to lose books and history. Uh, and and we, we really need to start working together to preserve them. I'll give you those things to do here in just a couple of minutes. Our sponsor this half hour is blinds.com. Have you been feeling that weird urge lately? Start changing some things up in your home? It probably comes from being... I have. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because there's a giant puddle of water filling the whole thing. It's an indoor pool, I keep telling you. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's Your not pipes burst. Nice. Okay, get over it. And actually, we have now removed the water, but what we have now is this great feature where all the floors are buckling all over the place, so it's really uneven and, and rustic, Glenn. It's, it's really? rustic. Well, that's your white privilege with mm. hardwood floors. Mm. Normal people have laminate. 
Just well, saying. Guess what? We had laminate in a room too, and that buckled. That's buckling as really? well. All right. Anyway, Oof. let me tell you about uh, changing the look of your home just with changing the look of the windows. Now is the best time to check out Blinds.com. You're going to be able to freshen up those rooms in your house with new window treatments at a great low price. They're offering huge savings on everything site-wide, including blind shades, interior shutters, even outdoor shades. So whether you're looking for blackout shades or that perfect window glow, you can choose from a beautiful array of options customized just for your home. It's a breeze. Order online. You'll get free shipping, guaranteed perfect fit. Whether you install them or you have Blinds.com that send their people out to do it blinds.com save big on everything from shades blinds interior shutters and so much more restrictions may apply at blinds.com this is the glenn beck program one more piece of news for you global christian ministry focus on the family remains locked out of its twitter account after the organization tweeted a link to an article Uh, On its affiliated platform, The Daily Citizen, the tweet said that boys and girls are different. Locked out for that opinion. Now, a scientific opinion, I might point out, but I better be careful what I point out. Here's what I would like you to do today. I want you to I want you to print out. The U.S. Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, and the first draft of the Declaration of Independence. You'll be able to find that online. Print them out. Print uh, not only the text, but also print the images of those things. And, um, and if you can, I want you to go to a paper store or whatever and order some acid-free paper. All of our books from really 1900, maybe 1880 to 1920 uh, is when we started using less cotton and, and, and changing our paper. All of the books that you have, the reason why they get so brittle is because there's no cotton in them and they're not acid-free. You have to have acid-free paper if you are going to preserve anything. But it is imperative that you start printing out or putting on a hard drive, but I would suggest printing them out, things that are important. I suggest right now you start buying uh, books, actual books, like The Road to Serfdom, like The Federalist Papers, Make sure you can get that. Like to kill a mockingbird is being taken out of libraries now. Buy these books. I'll give you a list over the next few weeks and next few days. I'll give you a list of documents. We will make them available at Mercury One, these documents, so you can print them out. But I urge you, if you can find encyclopedias, uh, Prior to any dictionary prior to the year 2000, get it. If you can get uh, a Webster's Dictionary, I think it's uh, the, the actual Webster's Dictionary prior to 1850, get it. Um, if you can find encyclopedias from any age, Mercury One, and if you have one, we will preserve it. 
Uh, just contact. Don't just send them. We are we are preserving now encyclopedias as far back as we can. And then when they're updated to be able to document the changes in our dictionaries and in our encyclopedias. But it is happening at rapid speed and all of the things that are in print are going to go away when amazon says they're going to anything they deem hate speech they are going to start deleting how are you what are you using to determine hate speech what does that mean you just deleted a book that is was a bestseller three four years ago on why transgenderism why girls and boys are different scientifically you said that was hate speech it's gone it's gone unless you have a physical copy of it please start thinking about owning physical copies of important books I want to tell you about American financing. American financing can help you right now refinance your mortgage. It is going to become very difficult for you to get a mortgage, uh, for you to get a low interest mortgage. Uh, Quite honestly, the way things are going with the news today about what the financial services are doing, it might be hard for you just to get a loan. You can save hundreds of dollars a month right now, maybe even over a thousand if you consolidate your high interest credit cards into a into your mortgage without resetting your mortgage. I want you to go to the family owned and operated American Financing. They work for you at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. Make a 10 minute phone call just to see if they can help you. If you're paying three or 4% for your mortgage, you're paying too much. Americanfinancing.net, that's Americanfinancing.net, It's Wednesday, and I want to talk to you a little bit about the Great Reset and the Green New Deal, because the Green New Deal is coming. And if you deny it, if you are working against it, wrath is coming your way. Those who are not complying to what are called ESG standards, and that is environmental, uh, social justice, or governmental standards are gonna find it hard to get loans as a business. It will be very difficult to do anything as a business, including get getting loans at a business. The banks are now targeting or discussing targeting anybody who's into fossil fuels, anybody that is has a huge footprint unless you comply to these new ESG rules, you're not gonna be able to do business. That's why the car companies are coming out with all of the, we're going to be all green by 2030, 2035. We're not going to have a combustion engine. Well, that's great, except, you know, 
the thing you plug it into, that's not a little magic energy box. Where's that energy coming from? Is this going to make any difference at all? Bjorn Lomborg is with us. He's an expert on this, the author of False Alarm in 60 Seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what it's uh, like in in your uh, in your state right now, but in our state, it was 80 degrees yesterday. It was one last week. It, it it's crazy in Texas. This is the way it always is. It goes cold, hot, cold, hot. At this time, it's always nuts. That's not really the best for your car. Uh, cold really does a lot of damage to your car, and that's when most repairs really start to happen is at the end of seasons and during the snow and cold weather. If you don't have a warranty left on your car, it can be a little white knuckle uh, as you're driving and you see that check engine light come on. I know I have a truck that I want to drive till the doors fall off on it. It's at our, our ranch and we use it all the time. It's our it's our go to vehicle. I don't want to buy a new one. It's paid for. Why would I buy a new one? It works fine. We had a chip go on it. It was, I think, six six thousand dollars. It was crazy. Luckily, it was covered by Car Shield because if it wasn't, I wouldn't have. When they said, "Yeah, it's six thousand dollars," and I was there to pick up the car, I was like, "I, I, I why, why didn't you call me? Six thousand dollars?" They said, "It's all covered with Car Shield." <laughs> okay, I'm glad you didn't call me. Let's get out of here before they figure out. I mean, it was it was amazing. You can drive with confidence. If your car is protected with CarShield, find out why CarShield cars go farther. Call 800-665-2157, 800-665-2157, or go to carshield.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll save an extra 10%. Carshield.com. Deductible may apply. Bjorn Lomborg. He is the author of False Alarm, president of the Copenhagen Consensus Center and visiting fellow of the Hoover Institute. Uh, welcome, Bjorn. How are you? Hey, Glenn. It's good to be back. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm a little concerned, uh, you know, how uh, uh, things are starting to be censored here in America and things are, uh, you know, you're, you're, they're starting to call people with a different point of view, um, you know, dangerous radicals and uh, terrorists. Um, uh, and I, I, I wonder how far this is going to go. Uh, we just saw Amazon ban another book yesterday. They said they're going to start deleting all books they consider hate speech. I don't know if that's to gill a mockingbird, you know, or, or Mein Kampf or what? I just, I've never lived in a country where we ban books. And I wonder if you've thought of, I mean, this is not what I had you on for, but I wonder if you've ever thought of, you're an, you're an extremist. You don't buy into the answers and the solutions for climate change. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot. So look, uh, my basic point is global warming is a real problem, uh, but it's often vastly exaggerated in impact and may, you know, a, a lot of the rhetoric around it make people 
panicky and it makes us make bad decisions. And that's what I'm really challenging. I, I've had a lot of people tell me they would love to see me deplatformed. They'd love to not see my uh, uh, or hear my arguments being mm-hmm. uh, voiced uh, uh, clearly. Uh, but, but I also think that most people recognize that's not the way to run a democracy. Uh, actually, uh, I think John Stuart Mill already, you know, like almost 200 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, pointed out that listening to people whom you don't agree with is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Partly, if you're right, they'll prove you right and they'll show you why you're right. And if you're wrong, of course, you actually want to find out that you're wrong. So listening to dissenting voices is a really good thing. It makes democracy stronger and it's also likely it'll make your decisions better. But only if we are rooted in, you know, the, the scientific theory that, the, you know, show me the evidence and I'll respond to the evidence. We, we, hmm. we, we're, we're no longer doing that. There's, we're just going off of what people, you know, want everybody to believe. I believe in global warming. I can read a thermometer. What I don't believe in is a lot of the things that they say, for instance, the Green New Deal, or let's just take this first, electric cars. Well, that's wonderful. They're all electric. But where are we getting the power to charge them? Hmm. Am I wrong on thinking that way? (laughs) Well, well, you're certainly right in your intuition that we need a lot more than just getting cars to be electric, because let's face it. Uh, as long as they're still powered by coal power, uh, they will emit almost as much. Uh, remember, uh, electric cars use a lot of energy, typically in China and elsewhere, to make. mostly produced with, with coal, to produce their batteries. Correct. And so once they get to you, you can feel all virtues and green and drive around and feel really you know, like, I'm doing something for global warming. But the reality is you've just emitted a lot of CO2 in China. Uh, and, and so you have to drive your car, you know, 40, 60,000 miles before it's actually free and you can actually start saving. Now, that depends a lot on how much of, of the power that you use come from fossil fuels. But you also need to decarbonize the whole electricity grid. And that turns out to be really, really hard. And so, again, we need to recognize that, sure, electric cars are, you know, great for some purposes. If you, I, I have a friend who has a Tesla and I've been driving and I love it. You know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. But first of all, it's incredibly expensive. So it's mostly fun for the upper classes. And secondly, it doesn't cut all that much CO2. Uh, so, you know, when, when Biden and many others are suggesting we should give subsidies in the tune of seven and a half thousand dollars, maybe $10,000, you're basically paying an extraordinarily high price to cut a little bit of CO2. You could have spent that money much, much better either cutting carbon emissions or, remember, there's a lot of other problems that you want to fix both in the U.S. and around the world. So, again, this is a question about getting our priorities right. It's a question of getting a sense of what is the impact of what you try to do, not just feeling virtuous, but actually doing good. So, Bjorn, I... I, I put my trust in the free, not the corrupt capitalism that we have now, but in the actual free market to solve these things. And 
we're just not there yet. We are going to solve these things. But look at what happened to Texas. Now, it's not entirely because of, you know, we're cutting back and, and, and cutting back on, uh, you know, fuels that we uh, have grown to trust, uh, you know, and gone all to windmills. But it's partially because of that. And I have no problem. I, I own a farm. It's completely green energy. It's completely off the grid. It's solar and it's wind power and it's backed up by natural gas if we have to. Um, I'm all for it. But A, only the rich can afford it. And B, in I've spent, I can't tell you how much money getting this to be stable. It's not ready yet for prime time. No, and, and, and certainly most people, I, I was actually very curious to hear that you have backup from, from gas because most people, of course, just get the backup from the electricity grid, uh, which, of course, simply means that they get all the subsidies and they push on all the cost of, uh, of still driving the, the rest of the electricity system to typically the poor rate pairs. Uh, so, so in some sense, you're, you're absolutely right. Most of this is something that supports rich people a lot. And, and supports a lot of, uh, of uh, virtue signaling, but actually does fairly little to cut carbon emissions. And you're right about the idea that what, what the Texas, uh, 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 the terrible incident in Texas last week, I think shows most clearly not, you know, was it windmills fault or was it the gas or the coal power fire plants or, or even the nuclear plant that, that dropped off for a while. It's much more a question of saying without stable power, you're really up creek. Yes. As a society, you need stable power. That's what makes us rich. If you go to many developing yes. countries, one of the things you see is they all have a diesel generator because they know they can't trust the power system. And that is one of the reasons why they're trapped in poverty, because you don't want to invest in a place where you don't have sustainable power. That's why we cannot imagine ourselves run just off of wind and solar, all of People love to say that because what are you going to do when the sun is not shining and the wind is not blowing? And remember, people then, you know, sort of uh, facilely, I'm not sure whether that's an ad there, but, but, you know, they very easily say, oh, we'll just have batteries. Remember, you need a lot of batteries. Right now, the U.S. have batteries enough to support 14 seconds of U.S electricity consumption oh my gosh nowhere near being able to have that for hours days or even seasons and i will tell you they're wildly expensive uh they i mean you still have to replace those batteries over time uh and they don't hold as much as anybody thinks they do i mean it's you know i am on solar and i put it all into batteries but i'll tell you we go a week without sunshine we ain't using that I mean, we have these gigantic batteries. They're out. Yeah. They're there out. A, there's, there was a wonderful um, story uh, in, uh, in a little northeast uh, uh, Indian village. It was the first Indian village that went all uh, uh, solar, uh, supported by Greenpeace. Uh, and, you know, they got lots and lots of PR. Uh, and everybody was very excited in this village because they didn't have any electricity. Uh, so clearly uh, getting some solar electricity was better than nothing. Uh, but what happened when they turned it on was, of course, after two hours at night, 
Yep. Every bit of depleted it. Mm-hmm. So they have to start telling people, oh, you can't use this. You can't do that. And, oh, God, no, not a refrigerator. Uh, and, you know, suddenly there's a lot of things you can't do. Mm-hmm. And then when the uh, when the minister came to you know, uh, uh, inaugurate this whole project, uh, the villagers was actually protesting. They said they didn't want fake electricity. They want real electricity. And you know, wow. because he was democratically voted in, uh, they actually got uh, a new power line from the main grid, mostly powered by coal, uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, and oh, and the prices dropped by two thirds. Uh, and again, you know, this is not to discourage the fact that, yes, solar and wind have a space and they are sometimes really good. You know, in, in California, if you have little if you have some solar, it can actually cut off the very top peak uh, usage uh, around noon when you need it for air conditioning. That's great. But don't believe that you can run an economy off of this. Back with Beyond Longberg uh, in just a minute. First, let me tell you about AMAC. When the time comes to choose the advocacy group that's right for you, where do you turn? A lot of options, uh, some of them good, some of them not so good. Let me tell you about one that I do believe in. Uh, it's AMAC. It stands for the Association of Mature American Citizens. And if it sounds like that might apply to you, then you need to take a little time and check them out today. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C. They represent courage, faith, reason, scientific thinking, uh, solvency in a time of runaway debt, national security and sovereignty over unchecked borders, freedom, the, the freedoms that are guaranteed under the Bill of Rights. Who's standing up for those things? AMAC. Membership comes with a wealth of benefits and discounts for you, but it also comes with a group of people that are standing up and fighting and want you in the fight as well, uh, to be able to fight for these things that we all are supposed to believe in. I, I mean, I always thought we did, but apparently we don't. Stand with AMAC as they fight the good fight by becoming a member today. The benefits are great, but the cause is even greater. Join now at amac.us slash Beck. That's amac.us slash Beck. AMAC, it's better. Better for you, better for America. 10 seconds, station ID. We're with uh, Bjorn Lomborg, uh, the author of False Alarm, another book. I was telling you last hour, books that you should get uh, and, and in print. False Alarm is one of those. I, I don't know if Bjorn is as concerned as I am, but I think that, you know, the, 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 anyone who is skeptical on the solutions or the Green New Deal or the Paris Accords are going to going to have some problems in the future yeah it really is a must read you, you need to have this book um let me uh bjorn if i could go back to something you wrote several years yeah. ago i refer to this often uh it's something you wrote in global policy uh, volume 7 issue 1 in 2016 about the paris accord and you talk about what would happen if the paris climate agreement was actually uh f- if everyone fully participated <clears throat> in it and everything went the way they said it would and no one broke any rules the, the impact of this, which has caused so much consternation here in the United States about whether we're going to be in it or not, is so minuscule, it, it seems almost yeah. impossible to, to imagine that it's caused this much uh, conversation. Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And what we showed uh, in that article was that even if everyone did what everybody has promised, and this is the UN's own estimate, the cuts 
by 2030 would be equivalent to reducing temperatures by the end of the century by less than 0.05 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my we would be able to measure the impact by the end of the century. Uh, and, and even if everyone continued, remember, we didn't do that with any of the other treaties, but even if everyone continued for the rest of the century, you would cut uh, temperatures by less than 0.3 degrees Fahrenheit by the oh end of the God. century. So a lot of people like to say, oh, this is the big solution. But the reality is Paris is just a literal small first step. It's a little bit like, you know, if you, if you decide you're going to go on dieting uh, and you eat a salad and you sort of declare, oh, done that. Now I have a beach bod. Uh, <laughs> no, that's actually not how that works. Um, you but, need a lot more. And of course, that's what we're now coming up to realizing, oh, wait, if you actually want to fix this, you need a lot more and it's going to be a lot harder and a lot more expensive. OK, so that's the thing. John Kerry just said we have nine years. I'm, I'm tired of these. I mean, every we hit them always. Uh, but now is this is it. We only have nine years yeah. to fix this. A, is that true at all? No. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, the, the the best person for this is actually uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Prince Charles in uh, in um, in the UK. He's he both predicted that we only had a hundred months uh, like ten years ago, and we had uh, I think six months uh, last year. He said we literally are are, uh, are have an hour left. Uh, you're just like really uh, the, the <laughs> wow. this comes from the idea that the UN and uh, uh, the UN climate panel was in 2018 asked to produce a report that shows what will it take to get to something that's almost impossible, namely less than two degrees centigrade. What will it take to do something almost impossible? Not surprisingly, they came back with a report that said you will have to do something almost impossible by 2030. That was interpreted by people to say this was 12 years ago, but uh, 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 12 years uh, from then uh, in 2018. So people just came out and said, we have 12 years to solve global warming. We have 12 years to save the planet. But the reality is, no, we have 12 years if we want to do something that's almost impossible, that nobody has argued is actually the best outcome. Uh, and, and in many ways, it's probably one of the most silly things to imagine that we could do, uh, because it's going to be phenomenally expensive. And at the margin, it'll actually help very little extra. So I want to go into what uh, is being proposed now and what you see coming our way uh, and and what society actually looks like if these things are uh, implemented. I want to do that here in, in just a second. But um, before we leave the Paris Accords, I, I read just last week or maybe it was this week that uh, China has built uh three times more coal power, uh, power plants than the rest of the world combined in the last year and they yeah. said don't worry we're just we're we have to do this now but we're going to be compliant and we're going to we're going to we'll hit all of our goals by 2050 i don't well, believe that <laughs> well actually china is smarter than that because china has promised that they are going to peak their emissions by 2030 and they're then going to get it down to zero in 2060. Now, if you're going to peak something, wouldn't you want to push it up as far up as you could? So in some sense, it makes a lot of sense to say we're going to build a lot of power plants and then we can peak at a really high level. 
This is not entirely true. Wow. But this is roughly what, what they're doing. The other bit, uh, promising that they'll go to uh, net zero in 2060, I think was particularly clever uh, because it both means that they're going to do this after everyone else has done it. Mm-hmm. And it also means that they've shown goodwill. But remember, in their, uh, in their proposal for Paris, they actually not only proposed that they were going to go uh, net zero by 2060, they also... Oh, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, she's Hang on just a second. We had to go to a network break. Uh, more with Beyond, Beyond Longberg, and we'll get the final on that and what America looks like uh, in just a couple of seconds. Let me tell you uh, about LifeLock. Right now, LifeLock, there's enough things that you have to worry about throughout the day without also having to constantly be concerned that somebody's going to try to steal all your information and identity online. We live now in a digital age, and the threats posed by cybercrime It's not only real, but it's growing day by day. This is why you need LifeLock to act as a buffer between you and cyber criminals. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. And every day we put our information at risk online. Cybercriminals finding new ways to steal our identities, especially with COVID. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you have the best watchdog out there for you. Now, if you join right now, you'll save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com when you use the promo code BECK. So make sure you use the promo code BECK at checkout. It's lifelock.com. Save 25% promo code BECK. All right, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Last week. Last week of that. Uh, more with Bjorn Lomborg on the other side. Coming up in uh, just about uh, 30 minutes, Jason Whitlock. He is uh, the uh, sports and uh, societal commentator and writer. He's brilliant. He's going to be on with us here in about 30 minutes. We're going to talk a little bit about Tiger Woods, but uh, more on what's happening in our society. Right now we have uh, uh, Bjorn Lomberg, uh, who is, uh, was one of our first guests, if not the first guest, that we had on our CNN special 15 years ago called Climate of Fear. It's amazing. Yes, something that they would never allow uh, on today. Uh, And he is a guy who, you know, we don't agree politically, I'm sure, on a lot of things, but we're at the same place, I think, where, okay, if this is real, what's the best thing to do? And things like the Green New Deal are not it. Uh, it it's 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 it seems to be about redistribution of wealth and power and control uh, more than climate change, and it will d- devastate the Western economies. And then you don't help anybody. Uh, Bjorn, tell me about the Green New Deal as proposed if it goes through, and all of these. All of these deals that seemingly the left is ready to impose on the country. What do we look like when it's fully operational, this Death Star? So, so, so the, the Green New Deal is a lot of different things. And, and my speciality is, is looking at the climate part of this. So there's a lot of other uh, things involved in it. But certainly the Green New Deal just on the climate part is a very expensive bid to basically make sure that America becomes uh, uh, not dependent on fossil fuels, basically just 
carbon neutral by uh, 2050 or even before. Uh, Biden has promised to make the electricity grid uh, carbon neutral already by 2035. Is that possible? Now, Is that even possible? Well, uh, the thing to remember, I think, is everything is in principle possible if you're willing to pay enough. Right. Uh, that's, of course, one of the beauties of, of a market economy. So you can simply pay up and then you will be able to get an almost carbon neutral uh, 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 energy grid. Uh, the thing to remember, and I, I think this is very helpful, uh, Bill Gates points out that if you want to think about this, if, if you can't live without fossil fuels, you can just simply suck out the CO2 from the atmosphere. We know what the price of that is. Uh, so you could pretty much make the whole world go carbon neutral for about six or seven percent of global GDP. So if you just made everyone six or seven percent poorer, you could probably solve this problem. Now, remember, most policies that try to achieve this will do this in a less effective way. So very often we'll end up seeing more costly outcomes. Uh, so uh, New Zealand uh, one of these countries who've been promising to go carbon neutral by mid-century, uh, they've actually had the courage to ask their independent economic organizations to say, how much is this going to cost us? Not that it made them change their mind, but that organization came out and said, this is going to cost you at least 16% of your GDP by 2050. Oh my gosh. Not once, but every year. And if you screw it up, it might be a lot more than that. Oh, my Remember, gosh. 16% of GDP by 2050 for the U.S. is $5 trillion. So a year. I think there's two things you need to recognize when you talk about the future. You are going to pay a lot if you want to fix climate change the way that Green New Deal. And, and honestly, most people are arguing that we should fix climate change right now. You should also recognize that because the market economy is actually such a wonderful uh, engine, it is not going to bring us to the poorhouse. It'll simply make us less richer than we otherwise would have been. Well, they so say that but they they say that by uh, not fixing global warming, that it'll hurt the economy by you know X number of uh, dollars in GDP you know in the next fifty years. Is that is that true? By by not doing anything, we're poorer. So glo- global warming is a problem. So, and, and, you know, climate economists have spent about three decades looking at what are the costs of this. And they've come out and said, look, if you don't do anything by the 2070s, so when climate change is a little further ahead, the U.N. estimate the impact will be equivalent of making each one of us somewhere between 0.2 and 2% less well off. So at the worst case, it's 2% in 2070s. Remember, by then, we will be on average or across the world, this is again UN data, will be 364% as rich as we are today. But oh my because gosh. of global warming, we'll only be 356% as rich. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. No, it's not the end of the world. Right. And of course, the real problem is if you then try to solve a 2% problem by going 16% into debt, you're, you're basically you know, fixing a, a wrist ache by cutting off your arm. That's a really bad idea. Hmm. So That's how do we, you, you have been so uh, outspoken, you're so well-spoken, you have the facts, you have written many books, you are very well-respected, uh, and 
we seem to be going down the same panic road uh, every year, and it gets worse and worse and worse. What can we do to stop the hysteria and and actually get back to a table where you're talking about reasonable things? Yeah. Uh, and, and in some ways, in your question is built in the problem. It's really hard to fix this because, remember, politicians love to promise stuff that they don't have to pay, uh, which is why it's wonderful to talk about what you're going to do in 2050 when you're not only not going to be in politics, but possibly not even going to be around. Uh, so it's, it's wonderful for politicians to be able to say, you are going to die unless you elect me and let me save you from climate change. And likewise, most media loves to play up you know, one catastrophe after another. So this is a really hard thing to solve. We, are, we keep doing it wrongly, but you're absolutely right to say, so how do we solve this? Look, we solve it in the way that we have always solved problems, through innovation. Remember back in the 1950s, uh, Los Angeles was a pretty damn uh, 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 polluted place, mm-hmm. uh, mostly from cars uh, and, and its special geography. It was a terrible place. A lot of people were really, really worried. This was mostly from cars. And the simple sort of Green New Deal approach to this would be to say, let's get everyone to stop using cars. Let's get everyone to walk and bike instead. Of course, that would never fly. What actually did work was in 1974, a bright guy invented the catalytic converter. You plug it on, you pay $500 or thereabouts. And basically, voila, your emissions are much, much lower. You pollute maybe you know, 5 or 10% of what you uh, used to do. So now we have a situation, Los Angeles is much cleaner, even though people drive around a lot more. And you've done so through technology instead of telling people, I'm sorry, could you do less, which will never really work. That's what we need for climate change. We need innovation that will make green energy so cheap that not just you, know, you and your farm and rich, well-meaning Americans will substitute fossil fuels for green energy, but that also Chinese, Indians, the rest of South Asia, Africans, uh, Latin Americans will switch. This is what we've solved, how we've solved most, almost all problems in the world. If we invest a lot more in innovation, that is the way that we'll actually fix climate change and fix it cheaply. And also, of course, if we manage to make cheap green energy, it'll also unlock untold fortunes for the world's poor, uh, which actually is the main problem of solving global warming. It's not about getting Americans off uh, CO2 because you actually will emit fairly little of the emissions in the 21st century. Uh, Even John Kerry admitted as much. This is about getting the rest of the world to do this, and you only manage to do it through innovation. So uh, let me ask uh, an additional question here about uh, green and clean energy. Uh, There is a a new uh, nuclear power plant, if you want to call it that, a very small device that is now being tested out uh, and can be used in in all kinds of areas, um, especially the poorest places in the world. It it doesn't have uh, meltdown capability, if you will, at least far as I understand it. A, have you heard about that? And B, why isn't the green movement all over nuclear energy? It can make hydrogen. I mean, it's it is. It's, it's nonstop. 
So absolutely nuclear or uh, uh, fission uh, uh, should be one of the things that we look at. The reason, so most, most uh, green uh, people are not happy about uh, nuclear simply because it used to be really, it used to be thought of as really dangerous and, you know, they marched against it when they were young and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's not dangerous. Actually, nuclear power is probably one of the most safe uh, ways to produce electricity. But unfortunately, right now, partly because we have huge regulations on these, they're incredibly expensive. So right now, you will not be able to get the world on just nuclear power. But the the uh, the gizmo that you were talking about, I haven't heard of that, that particular one, but there's lots of development in what's known as fourth-generation nuclear power, which is modularized, much safer, and they promise that it'll be much, much cheaper. If that happens, yes, that will be possibly the solution, or certainly one of the solutions. My My only concern here is, we should also recognize that was what they told us about the other three generations of nuclear power, right? That'll be incredibly safe and incredibly cheap. Well, and too cheap but honestly, kind of thing. But honestly, you know that that it is incredibly safe. It's only uh, it's yeah. only unsafe when you have corrupt governments like you know the former Soviet Union uh, building those things. Yeah. When you have sorry, sorry, my my point was not the the this safety. It was the the cost part. Uh, so yeah, but we, the, the cost part, though, is part? isn't the cost part due to the regulations that yeah. I mean, some of those regulations are put there to make it impossible to afford to build a, a nuclear power plant. There's there's certainly an argument to be made for that. And I think there, you know, a, a reasonable part of the regulations are uh, are to owners. On the other hand, I think you also just simply need to recognize there's no way you're ever going to make the argument oh, let's make nuclear power plants a little less safe so the, no, the, the, no, the no. Is, <laughs> no you need you need to get cheaper safer uh, uh fourth generation nuclear but but the whole point i think here is to recognize that there's lots of ideas so nuclear could be one of them obviously fusion so you know mm-hmm. the big idea that could could, could be it uh, also recognize that there are lots of other ideas. Craig Venter, the guy who cracked the human genome back in 2000, he has this idea of, of distributing uh, algae that on the ocean surface that basically soaks up sunlight, CO2, and produces oil. So we could basically have a whole oil-based economy, but CO2 neutral because they've just soaked up the uh, CO2 out on the, on the ocean surface. This is not by any means commercially available right now. But it's in principle possible, and it's one of these many, many ideas. So, again, the idea here is if you invest in a lot of these ideas, and that's how innovation works, most of them are going to fail. And that's okay, because we just need a few of these to work. And those are the ideas that will power the 21st century. Bjorn Lomborg, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Stay well, and we hope to have you on again. Thank you. Uh, Absolutely. Good uh, to talk to you. Good to talk to you. Uh, First, let me tell you that tonight's special is on green activism. It's been around for decades, but what used to be crazy has gone mainstream in Washington. Uh, It's the holy anointing of, quote, science. You have to believe the science. You cannot question the science. What has changed now is the relentless preaching on climate change, its deep penetration in government and business. It is these new ESG rules, which you will understand, spearheaded by the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, has a new oligarchy of billionaires 
united with governments and corporations to make market socialism as the ultimate solution to apocalyptic climate change. We are going to take you through it. The chalkboard plays a big role in tonight's special Wednesday night special only on Blaze TV. If you're not a member, we urge you to join us now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Make sure you use the promo code Glenn. This is the last week to save 30% on your subscription. All right. Slowly but surely, things are getting back to normal here in Texas. I mean, it was 80 yesterday. It was 80. No matter how you slice it, no matter what side of the aisle you're judging this from, the truth of the matter is we were not prepared for this kind of disaster. So what kind of disaster in your area are you not prepared for? It's easy enough to ignore these things after they hit uh, until after they hit. Uh, We just don't we don't think of them. But I don't think you're that kind of person. I urge you now to check out my Patriot Supply. Their food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage. You're never going to have to go hungry or stand in a government food line. My Patriot Supply, America's leader in emergency food storage, should secure a four-week, three-month, or even a one-year emergency food kit. They'll all provide 2,000 calories a day. Uh, it's all fun and games until somebody puts an eye out. So before that happens, go to My Patriot Supply. Get the food storage you need before you need it. Food kits, uh, kits uh, ship in one to two days. They arrive discreetly at your door, so don't wait. Prepare now. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, We'll continue our conversation on the Green New Deal and what it really means tonight at 9 p.m. And also, I'd like to go into some stuff that Bjorn talked about with you uh, on the Stu show right before. Uh, Stu Does America? Yeah. uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, we could do that. You've been bumped for today, though. Uh, I've been bumped? Yeah, so tomorrow. Name? Yeah, we got a bigger day. Actually, a guy I met at 7-Eleven yesterday was buying corn chips, a new kind of corn chips. He's going to come on and talk about them. Uh, so you've been bumped till I've tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow sorry. for that guy. So sorry. And if, if we have time for you tomorrow. I'm yeah. not sure we'll have time tomorrow, but wow. if we have time tomorrow, we'll do that. Really? This guy, though, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't really have a particularly dynamic opinion about the corn <laughs> chips, but he did buy them. And I just thought it would be Good. Okay. You know, All better right. well, than okay. having It's going to be a riveting... But, Stu does corn chips, I think, uh, (laughs) (laughs) tonight on The Blaze prior to my program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We found out some bad news yesterday that Tiger Woods had a pretty significant uh, car accident. Uh, It it looks like he is stable, looks like he's going to be able to walk again, we think, Uh, but he was badly badly injured it doesn't look like there was alcohol involved or drugs we don't know exactly how this one car accident happened and it doesn't appear to have any skid marks uh anywhere on the road and he traveled a long way over two lanes a median and two lanes of oncoming traffic and then deep into the woods before his car flipped uh and crushed him we have Jason Whitlock, the sports writer and societal commentator, to talk about this and so much more in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. 
So let me tell you a little bit about Raycon. Uh, I was driving in yesterday. Raycon wireless earbuds had them in my ears. It was, I mean, it's just great sound. It's uh, uh, tight fitting earbuds, so you you don't uh, hear a lot of the outside. I had the windows open because it was so beautiful yesterday, uh, and didn't hear the didn't hear the. Actually, had to take the earbud out a little bit uh at one point because i i i thought i heard something and i didn't know if it was coming from the outside it wasn't it was coming from the song sounded like a siren uh and uh it's just noise canceling it's just great it's really great they're comfortable they sound great they're half the price of apple ipods try it just go to uh, raycon.com you're going to save 15 percent off of all of their products and like i said they're already about half the price of any apple product and they're they're just more stylish, and they also uh, uh, they also feel better in your ears. I, th- I think Apple products are very uncomfortable in your ears, but what do I know? I've got really goofy ears. Uh, buyraycon.com slash Beck. Go there now. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Save 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Jason Whitlock. Welcome to the program. How are you? Awesome. Thanks for having me. You bet. I know that Tiger Woods was uh, kind of a a big deal growing up with you and your dad, right? Absolutely. Tiger is my favorite athlete of all time. Me and my dad, you know, just brought us closer together, talked about Tiger more than any other athlete. Tiger, when I think of sports and just happy moments, it's it's Tiger Woods and Magic Johnson when he was with the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods, I think, was that way for all of us, especially when his dad was alive, uh, because of their relationship and what they accomplished together. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think his his spiral into trouble, it, it, it appears to be, I don't know because I don't follow these guys at all, but it appears to be tied to the death of his dad and uh, him making it kind of on his own in a, in a different way. Is that accurate at all? Yeah, I think it's accurate. Look, and Glenn, I'm glad you started out by letting me establish I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. Right. But I'm going to be honest, you know, when I look at Tiger's life, I I say, wow, he was really super prepared for golf. And nothing else. I'm not sure if he was super prepared for anything else. Yeah. And that kind of fame and fortune, too, is also... Uh, really bad, especially if you lose the anchor of of that's been guiding you the whole time, that steady hand. So, do we know there was there were no drugs or alcohol involved in this accident? Do we know if he was asleep at the wheel? How did this happen? And what happened? I think I think we know based on the police that there was no alcohol involved. Uh, Tiger recently had another back surgery. Mm. And so, and we, you know, it's been part of his history to uh, take painkillers because he's had so many different surgeries and he's he struggled with that problem. I, I'm not sure if we'll ever know what was in his system at the time of this accident. Maybe they took his blood and we'll examine it. Maybe they won't. I mean, Tiger's a huge brand for Nike, and I'm sure... Uh, they're going to try to protect his privacy as much as they can. Sure, and if they were prescription drugs and he wasn't abusing them, I mean, you know, you take 
you take some of these drugs for pain now at night. This happened at seven o'clock in the morning. You're groggy still at seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, you could easily fall back to sleep and and not because of the drug, but because of the after effects of the drug. Here's what I'll say, Glenn, and I'm a huge Tiger Woods fan. I mean, Tiger Woods can make me cry. Uh, but what what I would say is where I would somewhat disagree with you is like if I'm taking prescription drugs and I'm worth a half billion dollars or yeah, more, yeah. I have a driver. Yes, true. I, I I I take that precaution of like, hey, because of my injuries, because of my surgery, I take these prescription drugs. Maybe it's best for me not to drive. I, I'm not worth nearly the money that Tiger Woods is, but I basically gave up driving four years ago. I take Uber. I went three straight years without ever getting behind my car. I moved to Nashville, drove you know here, drove my car here, and did some driving. And now I haven't driven for three months, I don't think. And And why you know, is that? Because of all the drugs you're taking? I, no, I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it literally, it started in L.A. just because I wanted to walk more. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, you know, I had a real, the drug, my drug of choice is like potato chips and payday candy bars. And I had a really bad habit of eating those while driving in a car. Mm. And so I just wanted to give all that up and walk more and just, I, I just felt like I had bad habits driving a car that I don't have, you know, Uber, they don't want you to eat or drink in there. And just, I just, I just don't like driving that much. And in like in 2002, I was, I was doing radio, I was writing for the newspaper, I was doing TV and I fell asleep at the wheel of my car and a friend of mine was a passenger in the car and he was a dad and we were going to some press conference, and I was overworked. I was doing morning radio, and I fell asleep at the car just very briefly, maybe five, ten seconds. Woke up and, you know, saved us or, you know, got control of the car and blah, blah, blah. But that kind of changed my point of view on driving. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, fell out of love with driving. I just, just not a responsibility I, I, I want to take. So what is what have you heard about the surgery? And I know they put a rod in. Is is he going to walk again? And do you have any idea on the, based on what happened uh, in sports? Do you come back and play golf? I don't think he comes back. I mean, this total speculation on my part. I think the guy's had like five back surgeries and was just recovering from one just now. So I would imagine his back won't allow him to compete at the highest level. I think that his ankle getting crushed and, you know, having to be rebuilt, they said they put a rod in his leg. I can't imagine, let's say the recovery is a year or two. You know, Tiger will be 47 at that time. 47? When did that happen? (laughs) Yeah, he's 45 now, so I just can't see him competing at the level that he wants to compete at, which is at the highest level. And and so I I think, you know, if I were guessing, you know, his career is over. That's a huge blow. Yeah, that's, look, even at Tiger, you know, half of his powers, 
he's still the most compelling television, yeah, he is. maybe in sports, but certainly in the world of golf. Uh, you know, he's the only thing that would, you know, he trumps everything for me. Football is my favorite sport, but if Tiger were in contention at a major or hell, maybe just any golf tournament, I'd watch Tiger over football. Uh, and I think a lot of people were that way because we thought we were witnessing history. And even with Tiger's personal <clears throat> problems, I think most people just kind of like Tiger. Yeah. Uh, and, and just he's hard that, not to like. I mean, I yeah. went through a period where I mean, again, I don't follow this stuff, but, you know, the the golf club and the car and the wife was a really horrible scene. Um, but it's hard not to like him. Yeah, I think that, again, I, good looking guy. I think people can relate to his – he was competing in a sport where no one that looked like him had ever had that kind of success. And I think everybody in America loved what Tiger's success in golf represented and said about America. And, you know, he didn't take big, huge political positions. And so everybody could kind of wrap their arms yeah. around Tiger Woods. And we did. And, you know, that's I have. So well, maybe you memories. did. Maybe you did because you're you're black. But all of the white people in America, of course, are racist. And uh, we secretly hated him. <laughs> and somehow all of you that hated Tiger never went to the golf courses he was playing at because it would be a sea of white humanity. Yeah. Uh, cheering this guy on and yeah. celebrating every moment. And. So you know, let me let me ask you one more question on this. Do you know enough about Tiger Woods uh, to know how a guy who was built from the beginning of his childhood to compete and to play golf and to and then become such an icon at 47 years old, 45 years old, just to kind of not be able to do that anymore, not command that spotlight for his athletic abilities. How is that going to affect him mentally? Do you have any idea? I think he's been prepared for that over the last few years because he's had so many injuries and missed large chunks of time, a year off, year and a half off for this injury or that injury. I think that Tiger has authentically transitioned into being really into his kids. And I think you would think he's sitting in a hospital bed like, oh, my God, if I can just walk again and play with my kids and help my son with his golf game and my daughter with her golf game, that will be fulfilling enough for Tiger. I, I want to add one thing, Glenn, before we transition to something else. But the other thought I've had about Tiger and this, just the way the last 10 years of his life has gone, it's kind of starting to remind me of like Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was a big part of my childhood and memories, and I was just big Michael Jackson, Jackson 5 fan. And then he got involved in controversies and uh, identity issues and skin, you know, yeah, the, yeah. The, all of that. Children. Yeah. yeah. And, and I just... I, it's like my memories of Michael are blurred. I remember him as much for the tragedies and controversies as I do for his singing career. And, and I just think Michael's weirdness or whatever it was that was going on with Michael, I just, he was a prodigy like 
yes. Tiger, whose yes. dad drove him. Correct. Whose dad, you know, made him music, music, and you're going to be a... And, and I just, it makes me like, wow, as much as I love Tiger and what he was accomplished, I don't think I would want his life. And as much as I love Michael Jackson's music, I certainly wouldn't want his life. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to be a prodigy. Well, you get all the Jesus juice you want if you were Michael Jackson. But I, you know what? I, I think you're exactly right. And I think that's why people are paid so much money in the end is you give up an awful lot. I mean, it's one thing to be a star, especially at their level. Um, but if you are at their level from childhood, you yeah. you do not have a normal life at all, and uh, you kind of demand it in a you know pound of flesh or you know a pound of gold, uh, but it doesn't buy back all the things that you lost. Uh, we're going to continue with Jason Whitlock here in just a second. Let me take uh, sixty seconds and tell you about our our uh, sponsor, Patriot Mobile. I want to tell you right now, Patriot Mobile is doing something amazing. They're doing a match right now for any funds that are coming in to Mercury One for the Texas uh, people who have lost their home, uh, you know, or have really bad problems. It's a bad scene in some parts of of Texas. Stu, uh, you're living in your home, but it's a nightmare. Yeah, uh, it's all you know. We had a pipe burst, water yeah. through most of the floor. All the right. floors are buckling now. I mean, it's a disaster. And none of this money would go to anybody likes to. But uh, there are <laughs> there are people that are really suffering uh, and really need help right now. Patriot Mobile has because this is the kind of people they are. They are helping uh, in recovery efforts here in Texas, and it's dollar for dollar match. If you donate, they will match it. Uh, and it's uh, it's from Patriot Mobile, who remind you, you can get the same great service, but you can get it from people who believe and are fighting for the same things you are fighting for. It's also cheaper than Big Mobile. This month, get free premiere activation where they set up the phone for you. You get a special gift with the offer code BECK. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. PatriotMobile.com slash BECK or call 972-PATRIOT. And if you want a donation where we're bleeding this company dry, uh, all you have to do is go to MercuryOne.org and... Uh, and uh, make a donation now. Patriot Mobile will match it. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Uh, Jason Whitlock is with us. Matt Walsh uh, just uh, tweeted something out the other day. Uh, a survey from Skeptic Magazine. It is fascinating. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, the numbers of liberals and moderates that think uh, how many unarmed black men were killed by cops in 2019, a huge number think it's over 100. Uh, many think the number is over 1,000 or even 10,000. Seven or eight percent think that it was 10,000. Uh, conservatives think that it's about 100 that were killed. The actual number is 13 how do we get this screwed up jason uh disinformation misinformation all the stuff that the left keeps accusing 
Trump supporters and QAnon people are participating in. That's what has so upset me about the reaction to the January 6th uh, problems. I will refuse to call it an insurrection, problems at the Capitol. The response and who's to blame and what's the bad information that created this and all of the bad information that created the summer of 2020 and a lot of what we've seen over the last decade as it relates to police engagement, involvement with African-Americans, black people, has been fueled by horrible misinformation driven over Twitter. And they're putting all these, oh, uh, this claim hasn't been proven. They're fact-checking tweets that are, are meaningless tweets. Mm -hmm. But if you, if someone gets, if LeBron James goes on Twitter and says, we're getting hunted every day, every time we step out of our house, uh, the police or white people are just out to kill us, no one puts a fact check. LeBron James has 40 million Twitter followers, and he's fear-mongering and spreading disinformation that directly led to rioting, looting, burning of buildings, assassinations of police officers the entire summer. We watched it all live on TV. And no one wants to call this disinformation out, and it's the major disinformation that's driving a lot of the upheaval and dissension and divisiveness in our country. But let's don't talk about it. There's a committee in Congress that just sent a letter to all of the cable providers and then uh, Amazon, Google, Facebook, uh, asking why are you carrying these uh, centers of disinformation? Fox News is on the top of the list. Uh, and what are you going to do about it? Because if you don't, we may have to do something about it. A clear threat to anyone who is doing business with those uh, corporations. And you and I have talked about this many, many times. They're coming for voices that disagree. Yeah, we, people that want to talk facts and people that want to talk truth or whatever are under attack we're clearly being silenced and they're, they're you know tucker carlson had a tremendous monologue mm -hmm. last night yep that it's all a distraction by major corporations and and the business elite class in america that doesn't want people discussing the unfairness of our economic system and a game that has been rigged against the working man. Let's make everybody hate each other along identity issues and race issues and talk about that and not address any of the economic issues that are really impacting working class Americans. I, it was a brilliant commentary last night. It's exactly what I believe has been going on. White people and black people and Hispanic people and people, Americans, have so much in common. I know. And there's like an organized effort for people for uh, by corporate media to make us think we have nothing in common yep. and we're mortal enemies. And it's just a joke. Jason. And those of us that are Christians, 
We just have to come together on those beliefs. Jason Whitlock, thank you for being a part of the program. And what he was just talking about, we covered in the first hour of this broadcast. Grab it on podcast. Become a member of Blaze TV now. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Save 30%. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You know, uh, yesterday I was reading uh, up on the effects of reverse psychology, and on a completely unrelated note, you should not take a few minutes out of your busy day today to learn about American financing. Uh, You should not learn about all the ways that they can save you money, like refinancing your mortgage so you get a lower rate, consolidating your debt by rolling everything together, including the pesky high interest uh, credit cards into one single and very easy and much lower payment. Whatever you do for the for the love of all that is good and holy, don't let American financing work for you. Now, (laughs) I know that would work on Donald Trump. Uh, whatever he's, whatever anybody said, don't do this. He would do, uh, I don't know, be a little like Donald Trump today. Uh, call American financing, American financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. Go to AmericanFinancing.net. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the last week for it. Blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Green activism has been around for decades. But what is different is not just the holy anointing of science. When it's not really science, what has changed about this whole relentless preaching on climate change is its deep penetration now into government and business. It is no longer just uh, turtleneck sweatered bearded tree huggers who strangely were all women shouting from the mountaintops. It's now the most powerful business suit elites forcing this message on the masses Spearheaded by the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset has a new oligarchy of billionaires united now with governments and corporations to market socialism as the ultimate solution to apocalyptic climate change. Now, they're not calling it socialism. They're calling it a new kind of stakeholder capitalism. It is imperative that you know what this is. Just follow the science. Follow the instructions of your overlords. But don't worry. They only want to overhaul every single aspect of your life because we have to survive as planet Earth. Join me tonight for a closer look at what's coming and who's involved as uh, we do our our great reset control freaks special at 9 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Let me go to Brian in Alabama. Hello, Brian. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you. First, God bless you and all that you do. Thank you. I work in uh, the transportation field, and I get a daily email publication, the AMM, the American Metal Markets. An article in last year's, one of the AMM publications, was comparing electric vehicle batteries to the combustion engine. And there were obvious comparisons, such as charging time, et cetera. But the one that stood out the most to me, and this is a quote, 
The battery's energy density has a long way to go. A lithium-ion battery yields approximately 200 watt-hours per kilogram versus roughly 12,000 watt-hours per kilogram of gasoline. Wow. 200 compared to 12,000? Yes, sir. Wow. 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 Um, We are, I mean, someday we'll be there with batteries, but we're not there yet. And I know, I mean, I have, I have a a green house and I have two batteries. We're off the grid. I have two batteries that are, what is that? Stu, that's about four feet high. It's about a four foot cube. Uh, I have two of them and it'll last, it'll hold sunshine for, mm, Two days and in those two days if we have five days of no sun in those two days we have to stop using things turn off the lights you know only use the light or the thing that you really need because of the refrigeration and everything else i mean it we are a long long way from storing the energy and when it comes to wind power you can't store the energy when the wind stops the power stops with uh, solar when the light stops the power stops let me go to shelly in uh is it missouri or michigan it's michigan hi how are you shelly i'm good how are you good um first of all i just want to let you know that we pray for you constantly and we just love your show even when we don't agree we know it's because it's the truth thank you um but what i what i called you about was there is an episode of the orville and i think it's one of the dumbest shows ever but <laughs> i kind of um, like it <laughs> <laughs> oh so have so have you seen the one um called majority rules mm, i'm not sure it's the where they land on a planet and the guy does something offensive to one of their statues or history something to do with history or a god or something and the he's going to go to jail and the way that they keep him out of jail is that everybody votes it's basically a electronic thumbs up thumbs down wow so it's like cancel culture mm-hmm. yep exactly it's it's a very good example of that if you ever want to explain it to somebody <laughs> that, that that doesn't get it it's like it's a dumb show but it's a very good way to, to show them and, you know, and throughout the thing, they said, all you, it doesn't matter if you did it or if you didn't do it. What you have to do is get everybody's sympathy and get everybody to like you. Wow. Thank you, Shelley. I appreciate it. I mean, there's so many shows. It's like Hollywood doesn't even read their own scripts. There's so many shows and so many things you're like, ah, that's you. Hello. That's what you're doing right now. Ken in North Carolina. Hey, Glenn. Thank God for you and Bill O'Reilly. Oh, thank you. Um, my question is, out of all of these, with all of this cancel culture and all of these Twitters and Amazons and banks especially, why is there not a, a, an insurgence of conservative alternatives to any of those? Do you want the real are, answer or do you want, uh, you know, an answer no, that everyone... Okay, so here's the, here's the real answer. Um, what, two weeks ago, a media service i don't remember i I had never even heard of it uh went up it it maybe i think it it had a subscription subscription service but it was small and it sold for a quarter of a billion dollars quarter of a billion dollars 
and it was it, it wasn't it was nowhere near the size of a fraction of the of the blaze which is now the largest subscription service in the world we are easily easily worth more than that easily there's no buyer for it so you can't get the investors to invest big money to develop tech to i mean if we if we were something that was worth a billion dollars you would have investors that would want a part of that and you could use that money to be able to develop new technology I can't tell you how much new technology I have wanted to uh, develop and haven't been able to because nobody's doing it for free. Nobody wants to work with a conservative. And I've watched them develop things that, you know, we were way ahead on in Silicon Valley because they have the money and the investors. <clears throat> Conservatives always. And this is something that <clears throat> is good. I think <clears throat> we look for. Uh, investments that pay off. We're, we're looking for things. I want to invest my money. I don't want to just throw my money away. Show me how this is going to work. Show me how this is going to affect and show me how I get out of this and I have more money. Liberals don't necessarily do that. They look for <clears throat> impact <clears throat> and they take some of their money. And I'm talking about the very wealthy people. They take their money and they're not looking to um, pull it back out. They're looking to make an impact on culture. We never believed the culture was worth fighting for. It is. We've lost it. And you can't, with the way things are being uh, herded now, remember, Congress just issued a letter to not just the cable and satellite companies, but also all of the cloud storage, all of the ISPs, anybody like Facebook or anybody that does any service to outlets like ours <clears throat> and saying, why are you doing business with them? Do you continue to are you planning on continuing doing work with them after your contracts expire? This is a quote. If so, why? So now we have the double whammy. They're being told uh, that they're going to be investigated. I think they don't have a problem shutting people like us off. So we don't have the ISPs. We don't have the things because everybody in the world works together on that. We're getting to the point where you'd have to lay your own fiber. This is why we don't have the options. A, <clears throat> the big money never steps up on the conservative side second uh you're now making it impossible and people are are uh going to be expected to do things that are absolute you couldn't accomplish in 10 years but also people are now afraid if i do business with that will my bank start canceling services on me i hope that i hope that makes sense um uh, it is it is one reason why we have said your subscription is so important. I built this in 2010. We started talking about it. I think we debuted in 2011. <clears throat> and it was for these times. 
and we built it. One of the reasons why we got off of cable is because it was it was heroin. They were paying us lots of money to be on, but it was heroin. It, 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 we were be growing dependent on it. That's the worst thing that could happen to us. Uh, we wanted to be independent and stand on our own. And we also saw that the future was not there. It is online. So we dedicated everything to online for this time. And the thing that we did was we still take sponsors. But we we want to be living in a world where we don't need the sponsors. We don't need any of that to be able to continue. All we need is a connection to you. You are the one that will keep us going uh, because the FCC is silent. Did you hear this? The FCC, the new uh, FCC chair, has uh, remained silent on the silencing uh, and the threats coming to cable and other industries. No comment on that. Really? No comment on that? Kind of interesting. Please subscribe to blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is the last week of our 30% off. Uh, you know, we got to make some money. Make sure you, you do it now this week and watch the show tonight at 9 p.m. And uh, maybe tune in an hour earlier at 8 p.m. for nah, Sue Does America. I think we run cartoons. I think we might be talking a little bit about Andrew Cuomo's sexual harassment allegation tonight. Um, it's interesting that that's been going on now. Uh, media completely ignoring it. Mm. Uh, they haven't talked about it really at all. And now uh, the woman uh, who worked very closely with Andrew Cuomo, uh, as, as she would tell it too closely, uh, has now uh, come out with an even more detailed story. Really? About this. I don't know how much longer they can ignore this. You know, we. Uh, oh, they can ignore this forever. I don't know. I think the tide might be turning on this guy. I don't know. I keep thinking to myself, I, I'm, Are I'm you not allowed to have yourself? nice things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking myself into this. But the media narrative has changed on him. His approval rating is going through the floor. Isn't it interesting? He deserves to be held accountable for all the things he's done. But I don't know how the media can ignore a, a serious allegation from multiple women, but one in particular with real close contact to him. It's uh, bada bing. Uh, <laughs> Too close the, again. <laughs> uh, the, it's interesting to me that the two guys that were held out as heroes of this mm. COVID nightmare are both going down in flames where DeSantis who was held up as a villain yeah. is doing so incredibly well. Should mention Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right now we're facing the largest printing of money since 1946. And we haven't started really the year last year. It was 26% more printing than any other year since 1940, was it 44, 45? When, for, I think it was 44, when we were at the end of the war with the Manhattan Project and everything else. That is uh, a scary number. When velocity starts to hit, if people start spending money, prices of everything are going to go through the roof. Your dollar is going to lose its value. I don't want to abandon the dollar. But I will tell you, it's like rats jumping off a ship soon. May I suggest you trade some of your dollars for gold? It's easy. Protect your retirement portfolio today before it's too late. Call Goldline. 
Find out why allocating just 20% of your retirement portfolio in precious metals is prudent and a wise investment. Nobody is saying, you know, you put your entire portfolio in gold or silver or whatever. That's crazy. Uh, However, having 10, 20% in precious metals, physical gold, when the dollar starts to go unstable, you bet. Right now, Goldline is offering 6% in promotional metals delivered directly to you with a qualifying purchase of your self-directed IRA, 401k, or other uh, retirement accounts. So don't wait. They're standing by to take your call right now. Call them, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's a new book out called Lucky, uh, how Joe Biden... uh, Barely won? Is that, is yeah, that the, how Joe something? Biden barely won the presidency? Yeah. Yeah, it is. How a, dare them say that? How dare they? Now, this yeah. is a quote from um, our old friend from the good old days, Anita Dunn. Oh, my gosh. Anita Dunn, if you remember her. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the lizard lady that had the dry <laughs> tongue that was talking about Mao. Yeah. One of her favorite speeches, yep. she, was, she had a very dry tongue. A very dry mouth. I will always remember that. Uh, but she said, uh, she made a uh, comment to an associate. Uh, the quote is, COVID is the best thing that ever happened to him, meaning Joe Biden. Um, and obviously, I think as an observer, any astute observer might note uh, that that's pretty obvious. Yeah, the economy. Right? Because the collapsed. economy collapsed. Mm-hmm. And also, it allowed Joe Biden to stay in the basement and not have to stand <sighs> in front of people. It really did true. work out incredibly well for Biden. He could actually be proud of six people standing there listening to him. They made those small crowds into something that, you know, was a badge of honor. Look, right. yeah. we are social distancing. We have everybody 50 feet away. <laughs> and the next one, we're going to have our 50 people in 50 different states. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll see you tonight for the Stu Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and my broadcast of Wednesday night special, 9 this on Blaze. Is the Glenn Beck program.